It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success. Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom. Get said, Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus, listen now. Can to clear my celebrate Jesus <laughs> hallelujah yeah so our faith as Christians is established on today and marking today is a very important day amen, amen. yeah our faith in Christ is because of his finished work on the cross. Amen. Amen. You know, I've been studying the passion of Christ today. I mean, why Jesus had to die, the historical antecedents, the prophetic, maybe phenomena, and all that had come to play for him to finally die. As I read over and over, I realized that the man I mean, was innocent of all the charges. Yeah, so. You know, he was not a sinner. Neither did he do any of the things that they accused him of. But because of you and I, he still went ahead to die for our sins. And what a blessing it is that God will send his son to die for us. Amen? Amen. Can we give Jesus a big, big hand of praise? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So this evening, I would have taught this month on our Friday meetings, I'll be teaching on the prophetic, the dynamics of the prophetic, and our prayers will be skewed towards the prophetic, how to have manifestation after you receive a prophetic word. But today being a very important day in the canon of the Ecclesia, I would rather teach on the death of Jesus and the blessings associated with the death of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So... That's it, the blessings of Jesus' death. Amen. That's what I'll be teaching on. Why the death of Jesus is a blessing to us. Some people make the argument that the day that Jesus was killed should be called a sad day. Rather, we call it a good day. Do you get it? We call it, because when somebody dies, it's a sad day. But when Jesus died... We say it is a good day. The reason is that Jesus' death 
brought us something very good. Yeah, and when Jesus died, he actually rose up again after the third day. Amen? Amen. Yeah, so it's a blessing that he died. Is it not a blessing that he died? Yeah, it's a blessing. You know, it's a great blessing. And one of the things that separate Jesus is that he said he's going to die and he said he's going to wake up. You know, nobody has ever been able to say, I will die and I'll wake up. Somebody said he's going to, he's going to find uh, the keys of life or whatever. And he's still not back. He's not going to be back. Forgive. Forgive. He's not going to be back because he really, really does not know where the keys of life is. Jesus is the one that the Bible said in the book of Revelations has the keys of David. He opens, no one shuts, and he shuts, and no one opens. Amen. Yeah, so you know, Christians must see how Jesus is very far above all kind of religious personalities. Jesus does not belong to that class. Jesus is the son of God. Okay? Yeah, Jesus is not a cousin of Muhammad or an elder brother of Buddha. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is God manifesting in flesh. Uh, so, Jesus has no co-ego. Is somebody here? Yeah, and you remember on workers' meeting last Sunday, I said something very important that the proof that you are in church but you are not a Christian is that you think there are other ways to salvation apart from Jesus. That's the proof that you are just here. Because you cannot say Jesus is the only way and still believe there are other ways. What's the meaning of only way? And how can you believe he's the only way? And yet you believe there are other ways. So, it's a contradiction by ontology in Christ. Yeah. That's it. You know, I've spoken about the vision I had of rapture and how I saw people who were professional pastors, professional musicians, professional ashes who were not raptured, you know. And I think that sometimes most Christians, when they hear that pastors, maybe somebody had a vision uh, of the rapture, and pastors, some pastors didn't go to heaven. I think that that makes them think that they, they will go. You should be more afraid that the one who knows the word of God more than you teaches the word of God more than you in way ahead of you did not make it you should be scared you know the fact that the pastor didn't go to heaven didn't mean a church member went to heaven it, it, it should actually put you on your toes that Ish, you know green leaves are falling what about dry leaves forgive that's what my mentor, Mr. Kranji, taught me. One day, we're going to write this uh, wasi. And I was sleeping. I was sleeping. And he called me. 
And he said, Prince, where are they? I said, Pacho Mada. I said, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. He said, green leaves are falling. What will happen to dry leaves? Master, wake up. He said, students who are in Presec Legon Kra are studying. And you are asleep. So you can relate that if pastors, you know, are missing it, how much more people who, who, who are believing what the pastors are saying? It's my nose that you are about to write. Very dangerous. So, you can actually be in church and all that and still believe that there is another way apart from Christ. That means you really, really don't believe that Christ is the only way. Maybe you were born into church. Your parents were church people. Or maybe you have found Christianity to be more civilized than all the other religions. But really, really, you don't believe in the message of the gospel. You are going to hell. That's it. So, it's a wake-up call. Thank you, Jesus. All right, but today I want to look at the blessings of Jesus' death and why the death of Jesus is a blessing unto us. Can you ask the person close to you, are you born again? Ask the person, are you born again? Ask the person, why are you uncomfortable about this question? Yeah. It's people who steal in the house that when we say, the man, the father is calling the children, then... They are uncomfortable. Is that not the case? If you are not a criminal, you don't fear police car. You don't fear police car. Yeah. Alright, so let's look at maybe four of the blessings we derive from the death of Jesus. Number one, when we believe in the death of Jesus, we become the righteousness of God. We become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Edmund, fix the keyboard. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. We become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. Let me actually read from verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature all things are passed away behold all things are become new amen, amen. how many things have become new all yeah but all things doesn't include your physical height neither does it include your weight it doesn't include your tribe neither does it include your background all things yeah, i have already made an exposition on that has to do with your spiritual relationship with God and not a physical change of things. If you are amputated, you are born again, you don't suddenly grow a new leg, do you? If you are light-skinned and you become born again, do you turn chocolate? Uh, so the all things is in context. Is somebody here? The all things is in context. We are talking about spiritual birth. As we see it in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 and 27. But let me go on. 
all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. Amen. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. 20. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Have you seen that? We are not ambassadors of Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ. Another day I'll teach on that. This, they are not the same. But most people have changed the word of God from ambassadors for Christ to ambassadors of Christ. We will look at that maybe another time. As though God did beseech us, by us we pray, you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. In verse 21. Verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin. Why? So that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. Amen. So when you are born again, you are the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Amen. What it means is that you have a right standing before God. A born again is not a sinner. When somebody is born again, he is not a sinner. Somebody here. Yes, yeah, so ask the person close to you, are you born again or you are a sinner? <laughs> what the person say? Say, say, it's a sinner. You cannot be born again and be a sinner. You know, when we're dealing with the mystery of the new birth, I thought on how when a Christian practices sin, it does not make him a sinner. You remember that? Right. So, sin is not a practice. Sin is a being. I didn't say when you are born again, you cannot commit sin. I said when you are born again, you are not a sinner. Alright? Now, as you hear the word of God, try and hear it the way the preacher is saying it. Before you feed in your own answers. So, the moment you become born again, you have a right standing with God. What does it mean that you have a right standing with God? We have looked in the Bible how Jesus, in all the scriptures after his ascension, was at the right hand of God. You remember? And how that is the place of power and the place of honor and the place of glory. So when God looks at you, he actually sees Jesus. Because your life is hidden in Christ. And it is Christ who is the righteousness of God. Christ is the one who is standing at the right of God. And because Christ is standing at the right of God, 
and Christ is righteous, everybody in Christ, God sees him as righteous. So, righteousness is not something you do. Righteousness is who you are. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So when you are born again, you are righteous. That's why when you are born again, your life is actually the life of God. Somebody say the life of God. The life of God. Yeah. So, becoming born again, or rather I should say being born again, brings you to an uncommon relationship with God that you become like Jesus. John chapter 17 verse 18. As you, <coughs> sorry, as you sent me into the world, even so I have also sent them into the world. So if the father made Jesus righteous, then by the same righteousness, Jesus has made us righteous. Amen. Amen. You know, when you are in a police convoy, or maybe a mini security convoy, or you are in a, a convoy, it may not be security, but now when people are standing outside the convoy and you are passing, everybody supposes it's an important figure. Is that not the case? Yeah. But you may not be an important figure, but because you are in one of the convoys, the people outside see that it's an important figure. Now, it's Jesus who is actually the righteousness of God. He is the convoy. And we were just hidden in one of the cars in the convoy. So, it's not our work any longer. He's done the work. He's finished it. And we are partaking of his righteousness. We are enjoying his righteousness. So, as long as we are in the convoy of Jesus... Every other person sees us as the righteousness of God. Every other person sees the convoy as the convoy of important people. Yeah. So you never see a police stopping a convoy asking particulars. The convoy is the particulars. Is somebody here? So when you are born again, you become the righteousness of God. Whether you pray or not, you are the righteousness of God. Whether you speak in tongues or not, you are the righteousness of God. Whether you pass your exams or not, you are the righteousness of God. Whether you marry or not, you are the righteousness of God. So, when you are born again, you automatically become God's righteousness. When you are born again, you automatically receive the privilege of how God sees Christ, you become like that. He sees you like that. So, God does not see you as a sinner if you are born again. He sees you as his own righteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is why you must be able to deal with the sin mentality. You must be able to deal with the mentality of being 
so conscious of sin. Somebody say the consciousness of sin. The consciousness of sin is the reason why law was made. So when you read Romans chapter 6, you will see the power of the law to drag people into the wrath and the anger of God. The reason why there are rules in school is because we want to punish people who break the rules. But when you suddenly come into Christ, you actually receive power to live beyond the rules. That's grace. So, by grace, you, 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 you overshadow the power of the law. Okay, so, for our, our Wednesday services, we'll be looking at uh, law and grace. Amen? Amen? Yeah. So, everybody who is born again must develop the consciousness of his righteousness rather than the consciousness of sin. Most Christians are too conscious of sin that they don't enjoy the consciousness of righteousness. For example, recently, one of my sons came to me and he said, Papa, you are very busy. You know, you have stuff to do. You do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. You are so busy. How do you have time to separate yourself and go to a mountain and pray? You know, that was the question. I almost laughed. Forgive me, but I almost laughed. Do I need to go to a mountain to meet God? So I asked him, do I need to go to a mountain to meet God? His eyes almost came out from his eye socket. Then I said, I'm a career of God wherever I am. God is in me. I am not looking for God. Uh, he has found me. Then I said something very important. Perhaps the difference between what I was telling him, perhaps the difference between you and I is that you feel the presence of God is attached to a place. And I know the presence of God is attached to my consciousness of his being. So right now, I can just switch from teaching to prophesying, whatever. I'm so conscious, you know. Yeah. God is in me. Uh, so, most Christians have the mentality that when they do something against the word of God, I don't know whether they, God leaves them or they leave God. They have to find a way to go back. Somebody said, my Christian walk has been up and down, up and down. I said, what does it mean? You know, the path of the righteous shineth brighter and brighter. But he said the Christian life is up and down. What he said is not in the Bible. Okay. So I said, what does it mean? He said, today I walk with God. Tomorrow I sin. Then I come back to walk with God. Then so I asked him that. So when you sin, does God leave you? Most people don't read the Bible. Tell your neighbor, read the Bible. Ask your neighbor that when you break an instruction of your biological father, does he leave you? Ask your neighbor. What, what did he say? And in the book of Luke chapter 11 verse 30, Jesus says, human beings as wicked as you are, you know how to do good. How much more God? How much more? So it's the consciousness of his righteousness that you need. 
you need the pastor Chris mentality that I am the righteousness of God. It, it does a lot of things, you know. Yeah, that's why as a church, we have never lifted a prayer about sin. It's never happened. No. So, what do you do when you sin? I receive forgiveness. All my sins that Jesus covered is more than the one sin that I have just done recently that I'm dying about. Jesus has paid for my past, present, and future sins. I receive forgiveness. Grace Lambano is credited to my account. I receive forgiveness. I don't beg God to forgive me. That's why he crucified Christ. I receive forgiveness. So, you need a certain consciousness that his presence is with me wherever I find myself. Others also think that if God were to meet them today, God will be angry at them. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Somebody asked me, are you sure you'll go to heaven? I said, I'd be very surprised if I, I, I don't go. God will have questions to answer from his Bible if I don't go. I believe the Bible. Yeah. No doubt. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Anybody who only asks, will you go to say, I don't know, means he is not going. It's not going. He doesn't understand what has been done. Nobody will get to heaven surprised. Wow, I made it. I did it to Romans 5, verse 1. Ask your neighbor, will you go to heaven? Tell the person, don't answer. Don't answer. Tell the person, don't answer. Don't answer. Romans 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith. My goodness. These are all legal terminologies. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? We have peace with God. There is no matter to settle between you and God. There, there is peace. What you actually need is peace of mind. Peace with God has been dealt with. <laughs> you need peace of mind. Huh? One day, somebody asked Jesus that. Master, why is this guy blind? Is it because of something his mother has done, his father has done, or his own sin? You know, they were consciousness of the power of sin to make people sick. And Jesus said, it's not the mother, it's not the father, it's not him. It is that the glory of God will be revealed. Jesus changed their perspective from thinking so much about sin and relating every situation to sin, but now relating that same situation to the glory of God. Okay. You know, people say, why is this thing not working? Maybe I've done something against God. Is that not the usual answer? You develop the consciousness of his presence. Why? Because you are already with God. You are already in God. And your mind must be working like that. Huh? Yeah. So all this 
I don't know who is with me. Nobody is with me. And they are all waste of time. Okay? Yeah. At least you are surrounded with three people. At least. Jesus talks about the angels who are with the children. He said, don't these children, their angels, see at the face of the Father day and night. So everybody has at least two angels around him. And the Holy Spirit is with you. So how many people do you have? Plus you, how many people? How can you complain of loneliness? Well, talking about loneliness is an abuse of the reality of God. Come on. So you have to be conscious. One day I was walking on the street and a lady stopped me. She said, every time that I've seen you walking alone, you have been talking. Who are you talking to? But if I'm walking, am I alone? The Holy Spirit says stuff. I reply. Angels speak. I reply. Yeah. Demons show up. I shut them up. And I'm walking alone. You know? Am I alone? May you develop that consciousness in the name of Jesus. Yeah, so we have peace with God. Somebody say we have peace with God. Yeah, yeah. So Christ has settled the issue between humanity and divinity. Hallelujah. There is nothing again you can do about what Christ has already done. You can only accept it and work in it. Number two. Okay, look at Philippians 3.9. Then let's go. Philippians is after Judges. Forgive. Philippians 3.9. And be found in him not having my own righteousness have you seen that my own righteousness that self-righteousness i i i dare say that most evangelists are preaching self-righteousness i dare say but one day we'll come to that people don't go to hell because of how they are dressed and people don't go to hell because they have hymn books. Producing hymn book is somebody's damn business. It's not a heaven matter. And be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law. But that which is through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith. You see, he's talking about two kinds of righteousness. The self-righteousness, where he says, my own righteousness, which is of the law, which is trying not to break the laws. And as the Pharisees tried not to break the laws, they felt they were righteous because they did not break the law. However, they had broken all the law because the basis of the law was love. And for love of God and humanity, they didn't have it. So they had broken all the laws, even though they thought they had fulfilled all of them. But he's now talking about a new form of righteousness. That which is through the faith of Christ. So everybody who believes in the death of Christ Jesus has now received the righteousness which is of God. Not by works. 
not by things that are done, but by what? Faith. Faith. So the, the hearing of the gospel is what produces faith. Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So when you receive the word of God, you receive the righteousness which is of God. Hallelujah. And this must give you rest for your soul. This must give you rest for your soul. Number two, Jesus' death means that we are no longer under the dominion and power of Satan. No longer are we under the dominion, the power, the influence, the rule of Satan. Hallelujah. So Satan is not our God. You know. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. Whom the God of this world hath blinded their eyes that they may blinded their minds that they may in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. So every unbeliever's mind is blinded by Satan. And every believer's mind is opened up by the light of the gospel. That, that's what he actually is going to say. Least the, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So when you are born again, the light of God's word is shining on your mind. When you are not born again, Satan has already taken captive of your mind. That's why you are not born again. You know? So, for people who are not born again, the God of this world, who is the devil, is actually influencing their minds, influencing their lives. So, it doesn't matter how nice an unbeliever is. He cannot be, he's not a righteous person. And he's not a, like a believer. You know? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how rich a foreigner is in this country. He will never have the comfort, the luxury, like a citizen. Because he knows that one day he has to pack, go home. But Charlie, we are in Savannah. It's our place. So, it does not matter the comfort and the kind of life an unbeliever is trying to live. He never has the peace of God. And he never has the peace with God. And he's always under the dominion of Satan. Always. Yeah. But when you are born again, look at what happens. Luke chapter 10. Verse 18 to 20. When you are born again now. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Have you seen that? If he fell from heaven, where is he going to land? On earth. 19. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Falling as lightning from heaven will definitely fall on the earth. And Jesus said, I've given you power to tread on it. Now that is, he is now on earth, he is under you. He is under you. 
You are walking on the earth. You are taking dominion over the earth. He is just one of the creatures who is now on the earth. And you are treading over his head. Easy. No, we don't fight. You don't fight Satan this way. You say, shut up, shut up. <laughs> well, what you have to fight this way is your inability to relate with the truth of the word of God. That you have to fight and break out of it. But as for Satan, he's already defeated. Satan is defeated. It is not our prayer that defeats Satan. Our prayer enforces the victory we have in Christ already on the cross. You get it? So when we pray, when we inject the blood, when we declare the blood, when we apply the anointing oil, we are only reinforcing the victory that Christ gave us on the cross. So we already have the victory. Amen? Yeah. And this is why the devil is a deceiver. Because if you do not know you have the victory, he will always joke with you as if you do not have the victory. That's the meaning of deception. Deception is presenting to you something that is not true that I know because of your ignorance you will accept as truth. That's deception. So he knows he does not have the power. But he's going to test each and every believer to see whether each and every believer knows that he does not have the power. So when he comes to you, what will he, what, what would be the feeling? You know? We have power over the enemy. Is that not what Jesus said? Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Over how much of the power? All the power. All the power. That's why it does not matter which occult, which wizard, which freeman, which whoever calls me, tries to threaten me, I will end threatening the person. Yeah. You know? When a dog sees a lion, who must go back? All right. But when you see a lion going back because a dog is back, what's wrong with the lion? The lion needs AstraZeneca. Forgive. So, because of the finished work of Christ, every believer has power over the enemy. Power over Satan. And that is why when I see the images of graphic designers putting Jesus and Satan in a ring, it hurts my, my heart so much. Jesus is never going to fight Satan. He's defeated. You know? When you see dogs about to race and you are a cheater and they have put you in one of the race, should you run? When you run, it's an insult to who you are. You sit down for the dogs to run and you say, you have dropped me low. That's all. You know, recently, there was an issue I was speaking to. One lady, I said, listen, don't join the Oh, you, are, you are challenging peacocks. You are an eagle. Come on. You are challenging ostriches. And double doubles, huh? 
You are an eagle. You are an eagle. So, when it comes to the devil, you must know that already you have the victory. Look at 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Somebody say, I have, I have power over the enemy. Yeah. First John chapter 5, verse 4. So there is no victory that is going to come in the future. You have to enforce the victory that was made for you in the past. You have to enforce the victory that was made for you in the past by God. As long as you allow that victory to be threatened and shaken by the devil, you don't enjoy it for it. But when you wake up suddenly and you say like the prodigal son, how much servants that my father have that I, I'm sitting here eating pig's food. You know. He's saying that, listen, I have gone beyond the realm of being associated with demons and unclean things. I cannot serve them. He was feeding the pigs. He said, this is not my reality. I know who I am. I know who my father is. And he said, I'm going back. I'm going back. And when he was back, everything was restored. Yeah? So you can be a child of God and you are feeding pigs. It's a taboo for a Jew to come in contact with a pig. It's a taboo. Jews don't come into contact with pigs. No. Pigs are an abomination to Jews. And this guy was not just staying with pigs. He was feeding the, he was feeding the pigs means that pigs had more value than him. He was feeding the pigs. And he wasn't just feeding the pigs. He was now struggling with the pigs over pig's food. You can understand what it means. How low he has come as a child of God. And how much he has sunk in beneath the realm and authority of demons. But one day he said, I've come to myself. It's going to end today. And he ended. So you can be a child of God and he can allow the devil to mess up with you. Yeah. You can also decide suddenly that, hey, enough is enough. I see somebody waking up in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. First John 5 verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Is that not it? Yes, <laughs> so when you are born again, you have already overcome. Somebody say, I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. Yeah, yeah. So I don't need any motivational speaker to tell me I have overcome. I don't need to watch a YouTube video and they will spike it with an athlete who has failed and suddenly won with beats. For me to overcome. God damn it. I overcame when Jesus overcame. I rest in his victory. You know. Don't, don't, don't let your life be ruled by philosophy. Eh? When Jesus said it was finished. It was finished. Come on. I see somebody resting in the name of Jesus. One day, I sat in a car, and the man was using, it was, it was a keyless car. Who did I use his thumbprint? I mean, I, I, I was enjoying grace. We drove for some from, was far, from one region to another region, you know? And he was instructing the car. He was, he was so comfortable. 
was my first time I saw a car like that. I mean, the car could sense everything. You know, when you sit in cars like that, you are very careful. When you have brightening stomach, you have hey. The car will sense it. Hmm? Forgive. That's how God wants you to rest in Christ. People have manual car mentality. Manual car, train, car, train, car, train, car, train, car, train, manual. Manual. We have moved from manual from automatic. Now we have selfless, no keys, just automation, fingerprint. We have cars that sense your voice. I was watching a tech ad before I came to church. You know, a device like a CCTV camera, it, it rotates by itself. It does everything for you. Times your, and talks as well. Times your cooking, your meetings, your phone calls, your everything. The database, everything is built in it. It's talking. Godwin, you have a call. This and that, you know. You have a message from Munash. You know. And he reads the message. You don't move anything. You just grace. You enjoy grace. You see other people going to internet cafe to check their email. <laughs> they are forgotten the password. Most people's mentality is to try and people want to do something before they feel God has accepted them. We are accepted God of Christ. You remember on Wednesday how we found out that even our prosperity is based on a covenant God made with Abraham. Okay. <laughs> so somebody smiles at I want to be rich for God to know that. You know this thing they say in G. Right? The shemeni mo nyamda mi huse. Why? 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 This year, I will be fearing. Paul has said in our family. You know, <laughs> Jimmy. Listen, Charlie, may you not struggle to do what Christ has already done. Yeah, yeah. When you enter a buffet and you are trying to hide to steal chicken, you steal salad, you pour salad cream small, you steal juice, eh? Then you run to the toilet and you are sitting. Then you are sweating and you are eating. And somebody knocks. Who is that? Say, Mr. Whatever, Kwesi. Your seat was the first seat in the middle of the diner. They have booked for you your name, your ticket to everything. Please, what are you doing there? That's how most people are living their Christian lives. They are working for what God has already provided for. How do you enjoy chicken on toilet? Forgive. So, when somebody is born again, he has already overcome the world. I don't need encouragement from anybody. Yeah. Amen? Amen. And overcoming the world, including overcoming the God of the world. Do you remember 2 Corinthians 4.4? Yeah, you overcome the God of the world. No dream should frighten you in the name of Jesus. Yeah, no dream. No dream. And no evil prophecy. A prophet said, I'm going to die. I met somebody, he said, I'm going to die. We curse all those nonsense in the name of Jesus. Number three. Did I give you verses for number two? Are you sure? 
can also add Romans 6.14. But number three, the blessing of healing. Somebody say healing. Yeah. Now, as a child of God, you must expect healing from God. Hallelujah. And allow God to heal you. Amen. Tell somebody, allow God to heal you. Yeah. yeah so. Some people don't allow God to heal them. Yeah. I'm hurt. Why? Something happened six years ago. I just remembered. Six years. How many PhDs? Two. Almost three. If you are a fast learner. How many masters? Four. It can even be five. Forgive. So, when you see people making it difficult for themselves to move from their past, it is a sign that they are not ready to be healed. They are not ready to be healed. I told you how on Monday and Tuesday I spent the whole time with my father in the ministry. And he was telling me about how almost all his ex-girlfriends cheated on him. You know? And he doesn't look, I mean, he was, he was talking, okay. I love them, I love this one, I love that one. And he was talking nice. Some people cannot, I mean, how they, they cannot stay away from the reality that your ex cheated on you. It's your ex's pussy, alright? It's not your pussy, alright? Why? Did somebody leave his pussy in the house? No. Did you leave your pennies in the house? Why you came again with your pennies? <laughs> so if your ex decides to use his pussy, I mean, is it your pussy? Just go find another pussy if you want to. If somebody says, I have moved on, eh, move on to. Oh, because life is going to move. Praise Jesus. Yeah. And if somebody says he doesn't want you, he move on. What will you do about somebody that doesn't want you? I was telling me and Anama, they came over and we were talking about how it was a relationship kind of stuff. You know, about how was it that Nanama that raised that point that if you are a lady and you go to a guy, because my mind is that if you like a guy, tell him. That's my mind. You know, I've been saying it for years. So she said, Papa, it's not easy. I said, what makes it difficult? What if you go and say it and he doesn't accept it and he sees you later and they laugh at you? You know what I told him? I said, can that guy get your, your type? Ah, that means I came to propose to you and you didn't like it. And, and me, I'm sad. No, for the next 100 years, check your family whether there will be somebody like me. I'm limited, limited edition. There's limited on the limited. Listen, when I went to use he said, Papa, your brand is solid. I say it's even liquid now. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Ah. Look at the person close to you. Ask the person, will you get me? Will you get me? Will you get me that you are fooling like that? You are fooling like that. <laughs> You can't even cook and wamo. You will you get me? When you cook and wamo, we can separate the angwa from the emo. Oh, 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 will you get me? 
Nobody likes you. Even your own parents, they want to abandon you. Kester, Kester. Will you get me? Huh? All the diseases in the world has gotten to you before. Huh? Driba, driba, chronoso. Sam Kore. Kaka, kaka, kaka. Even kaka. Even kaka. You, you have attracted kaka before. That you are flexing me. Ah. You that you don't know the difference between move and violet. Will you get me? So that's the mentality that you must get if you are a guy and you propose to a lady and the lady says, no, move on. Move on. I showed you the message how the lady said, when I told you to wait, did you move on? Then I said, I didn't move on. I said, I'm at Keta runabout. Your mother. Yeah. Make sure you improve better than you used to. Yes. You know? So, generally, people don't want to be healed. If you really want to be healed, you will not let what happened in your past become a reason why you cannot move on. Look at somebody tell the person, move on, move on, move on. Yeah. Yeah. If your videos are also out that you are sleeping with somebody, tell them, move on. Because we, we, all, we, we, have, we have pen drive, we have hard drive, we have external, we have iCloud, it's saved forever. <laughs> you gotta move on. You gotta move on. What will you do about it? You have to move on. Yeah. You see thieves, they've beaten the person. You see him next week, he's also in town once again. Yeah. They beat him last week. But by this another day. Won't he eat? Come on. So I'm talking now about emotional healing. Amen. Yeah, but also physical healing. Amen. Yeah. Expect God to heal your body. From every pain in the name of Jesus. And do not coexist with pain. Do not coexist with pain. You, you, you have the privilege of bringing an end to every sickness in your body. Do not coexist with it. Do not accept it as your new reality. Don't try to live with it. Understand that in Christ you have the privilege. The blessing of coming out of it. Amen. Yeah. Look at Matthew chapter 8 verse 14 to 17. Ask your neighbor who hurt you in the past. Ask your neighbor who hurt you in the past. And ask the person, how many years has it been now? Ask the person, last question, when will you celebrate the anniversary? Forgive. <laughs> Somebody married your beloved. Move on. Somebody took your boyfriend. Move on. You also took somebody's girlfriend. Move on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. God, this world is small. Like, as maybe we know, those of us in the church, we know Gordon is going out with Monash, Raymond is going out with Priscilla, and suddenly we don't know what has happened. Raymond, uh, God is now marrying Priscilla, and I say I won't bless it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> with my cross and my rosary. <laughs> I say, wait, you say after me. I take D. I take D. As my yes. Who kiss who go home? <laughs> what is it? 
It's Raymond God. It's Raymond God. And it's Munaz God. It's Munaz God. Ah, these are human beings who didn't get their first class, eh? And their first choices, eh? Forgive. Well, we have to move on. If Jennifer, if right, right now we are going to marry, and it's Jennifer and my brother Frank. Ah, you think I won't bless it? I'll bless. Oh, it's me and Anama, as I've been saying. <laughs> Amen. Bless you, bless it, crap. We'll all be there to see how you will kiss and say, hey. <laughs> Who taught you this? <laughs> Your father will be there. <laughs> Forgive. Yeah. Or if BCK has ended up marrying Regina, you think I won't bless it. Or Michael has married Priscilla Taylor. It's somebody's wedding now. <laughs> Oh, Raymond has married the banana seller down there. Uh, <laughs> we all know that you... <laughs> I don't want to explain. But tell him, life, life, life goes on. Yeah, life goes on. Life goes on. Matthew 8, 14 to 17. However, I should add <laughs> that this does not mean find a way to break up with a Papa is a prophet. <laughs> when he was speaking, it was God. Matthew 8, 14. And when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his mother's wife laid and sick of a fever, and he touched her hand and the fever left her. Do you, do you see how the fever was afraid of the woman? I mean, when you touch something that is hot, the hot thing and you, which one leaves the other? You leave the other. The, the fever left the woman because the anointing was introduced. <laughs> And she arose and ministered unto them. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirit with the word. And he healed all that were sick. 17. Look at the covenant. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Saying he himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Amen. So expect Jesus to heal you of all sicknesses. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't live all your life with that sickness. Believe in the promises of the word of God. And expect his healing in your body. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Now, you know, in this church, we have seen all kinds of he healings. All kinds of miracles. Every kind of sickness. Every kind of disease. It's possible. Hallelujah. And Jesus is still healing. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Look at Mark, Mark, Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4 verse 23. Matthew chapter 4 verse 23 and 24. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness 
and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. My God. You know? Every kind of situation. Most people can believe God for healing small, small stuff. My leg, my neck, my this. But when it comes to seriousness, this one here. But God is a specialist at the impossible. Yeah. I see the anointing coming upon somebody in the name of Jesus. Right, let us look at number four finally. We have received grace to prosper. We have received grace to prosper. The death of Jesus has brought us grace to prosper. Hallelujah. You are not permitted to wallow in poverty in the name of Jesus. Yeah. If you want to know why, go and listen to my message on why kingdom riches go and find it on Facebook and you will see it but let me give you some scriptures explain one or two then we are done I see somebody prospering in the name of Jesus Second Corinthians chapter 9 God will not hide any good thing from you in the name of Jesus. Some people think the best things, God is trying to take the best things. Let me show you a best before we come to the second Corinthians. Are you ready? (laughs) First Timothy chapter 6 verse 17. Somebody say, God is not going to hide the best things from me. Awesome. I don't know who taught the church that poverty was the senior sister of holiness. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 17. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded. You see a lot of rich people do not have respect for others. Apostle Paul says, charge them not to do that nonsense. Nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. Now let's, let's go. In the living God, who gives us richly all things to what? All things to enjoy. God is going to give somebody a Lamborghini to enjoy. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> God is going to give somebody a beautiful wife to enjoy in the name of Jesus. A handsome husband in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Some people want to be heroes that I 
I, I, I struggled with this poor man for all our lives. He has not made it, but at least I've made the statement that I can struggle. May you come out from that nonsense in the name of Jesus. So, God is going to give you how many things to enjoy? Good education, is that included? Good cars, is that included? Good cars. I said good cars. The guys are in church. There are many cars on the road, but when a car passes your car, you know a car has passed your car. Every conco looks like a car. Every conco looks like a car. Huh. I saw the Rolls Royce, the new one. The one that has the diamond cuts fit in the car. Fit. They didn't disclose the price. Neither did they disclose the person who bought it. Or just one. May you receive your own in the name of Jesus. If you don't want such a car too, I mean, it's not a problem. Receive a bed fort for your life. Receive a bed fort. We can train for two things. (laughs) Either you've done something very wonderful or very stupid. Don't train for stupidity. Forgive. Yeah. I see you having the best of children in the name of Jesus. You see how when people go to court, I mean police station and they are arrested, how their parents struggle to come there. You see it. They call them, sir. They don't come. Why don't they come? Is it a speech and a prize giving day? Is it an award ceremony? Why do you expect them to run to come? It's shame and reproach. They won't go. You see, they'll be calling, calling uh, for one useless person to go or one powerful person to go. It's a shameful thing. Yeah. But you can have a child. 13 years, but done with first degree. My God. 18 years has a PhD. Yeah. 60 years is writing BEC. What's that? What's that? For guy. Hundred years writing of deck. And he's trending. All your family members must sit down, put their hands on their head, begin to cry. God, what happened to our family? Why this disgrace? You have disgraced our sending. Alright, so God is giving you things to enjoy. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So anytime somebody says you are wearing something expensive, show the person this verse. And by the way, expensive, any ubotum. Expensive, any ubotum. Pizza. 700 Ghana City. Any expensive. Just a three Ghana pizza. 
Expensive any ubotum. I see you becoming the richest ever happened in the name of Jesus. Yeah, so look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Let us pray. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. So the death of Jesus grants us the privilege, the blessing of living a prosperous life. Hallelujah. Why is it that this pastor, this man of God, they have planes and they are moving around? Everywhere Jesus went, he went with at least 12 people. When pastors, most pastors, me, when I'm moving, I move with at least two people. Sometimes I can move more than that. When you see somebody like Bishop Oyedepo traveling, how many people do you think he will travel with? And when he has to move from Nigeria to Indonesia and back, you want him to take a bus. You know, Wednesday I said, is I'm going to begin to sell sense, okay? I will have a shop, sense shop. When you come, we, we, will, we will grade you and we, we can even credit the sense to you. Yeah. Galatians 3, 13 to 14. Christ has made us, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Verse 14. So this is what the death of Christ is doing. That, that means the consequence of his death. Are you here? That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. We are the Gentiles. We are not Jews. We are Gentiles. Okay? Gentiles who are born again. We are what we are actually called the proselytes. Okay? On the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So you see, when we believe the gospel and accept Jesus Christ, we suddenly receive the blessing of Abraham. Do you see that? Curses are taken away. We receive the blessing of Abraham. Curses are taken away. We receive the blessing of Abraham. What, what is the package of the blessing of Abraham? Genesis 24. What does the blessing of Abraham include or entail? Because now, the death of Jesus breaks that curse. And when the curse is broken, we enter into his blessing. Okay? We established on Wednesday that the, the, the foundation, the metaphysical foundation for our prosperity is because of the covenant God made with Abraham. You remember? Those of you who are now here on Wednesday, get, get the audio and get the video. Genesis 24 verse 1. It is a mistake to be poor in the kingdom. And Abraham was old. Abraham was what? He didn't die premature. Eh? He was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in how many things? 
I want you to begin to look at the package of all things. That is one of the things that God is going to bring you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you need this mentality of what Christ has done. And you need to have the right expectation of the things you can believe him for. Whatever your hand cannot stretch, the hand of God will give it to you in the name of Jesus. Yeah, all things. All things. All things. All things. Amen? Yeah, so expect the blessings of God in your life. Yeah. By the death of Jesus. You saw in the verse we looked at in Galatians 3 verse 13 that because Jesus was hanged on the tree he had become the fulfillment of that curse because there is a Levitical curse that anybody who hangs on a tree is cursed so when Jesus hanged on the tree and died on the tree he became the replacement of substance of the curse now we should have been cursed because of our sins but Jesus took our place and laid on the curse on the cross for us so that now what is in Jesus as his blessing suddenly becomes our own because the curse which should have come to us he has done away with it he didn't run away from the consequence he met the fullness of the consequence it was not that they were going to punish him and he ran away from the punishment he received the punishment on our behalf to receive the punishment of a punishment that another person has received is double punishment that's wrong that is wrong so if he took our place we take his place we enjoy with him yeah here and now <laughs> here is somebody here let me give you a scripture then let's pray revelations here you can also note mark chapter 10 Verse 28 to 30. Here and now. Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. Glory be to Jesus. Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. And has made us unto our God kings and priests. Somebody say, I'm a king. I'm a, I'm a priest. And we shall reign in heaven. Is that what the Bible says? We shall reign in the afterlife. Is that what the Bible says? We shall reign where? Yes. Where are we now? Yes. It's time to reign. It's time to reign. Listen. Until our lives manifest completely the life of Jesus, we are a shadow of the scripture. It must reign. On the earth. Not in the afterlife. On the earth. Not in the afterlife. On the earth. Are you staying on the earth? This is the place you have to reign. It just correlates with Genesis 1.28. When Jesus spoke by the word of God and he said, I'm going to multiply you. You are going to have dominion. You are going to replenish the earth. You are going to be filled and you shall multiply and you will reign. My God. Give me Genesis 1.28. Let's pray. Genesis 
Glory be to Jesus. And God blessed them and God said, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And subdue it and have dominion. Do you see have dominion? Have dominion. We take all this place away. Have dominion upon the earth. It's just the same that you shall reign on the earth. To have dominion is to be in charge. To have the control. To make the thing go the way you say it. That's it. This is the original plan of God for our lives. Then from Genesis we see the devil coming in. And God restores it by Christ in Revelation. He restores it. He restores it. So, prosperity is not just a privilege as a child of God. It's actually a demonstration of God's integrity to his word. God is saying, I'm going to bless them. I will show it. That's it. It's not just it's not just a personal ambition to strive for something. God says that even when men are unfaithful, I'm faithful to myself. I will bless them. By the covenant I made, though, I'll bless them. I'll bless them. Because I said from the beginning that they will have rulership. They will have dominion. I established it in the last book, Revelation. I said they shall reign on the earth. There is no gap for poverty. There is no gap for lack. There is no gap for want. There is no gap for insufficiency. Begin to pray and thank God for the blood of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Are you praying? Shakata brada balada balada bas. Shela da bada bala brada balada basa. Today is a special day in the church. Lift up your voice. Father, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. The blood makes for our healing. The blood makes for our deliverance. The blood makes for our righteousness. The blood makes for our prosperity. Because of the death of Jesus, we have power over sin. We have power over Satan. Shakata 
Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. chapter 5 verse 10 I want you to take a seat let's plant a seed Revelation chapter 5 verse 10 we'd actually seen it and you shall reign on the earth and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we <coughs> shall reign on the earth amen However, where the sun reigns is different from where the moon reigns. The sun and the moon do not reign at the same time. The sun reigns at day. The moon reigns at night. Is somebody here? Yes, sir. Everybody will have his own expanse and parameters of rulership. Father, in the area of my assignment, may I see myself reigning. Because when the teacher decides to become the best mechanic, he will never be in charge. And when a footballer decides to become the best musician, he will never be in charge. Father, in the area of my assignment, may I find myself reigning as I plant my seed in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Let's pray. Father, in the specific area of my assignment, are you praying? I see myself reigning. I see myself making impact in business. I see myself making impact in my assignment. I see myself making impact in my career. I see myself making impact in academia. You have received all Wherever you need to know today in order to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word. Accept it. Adjust to it and apply it. Your results are coming. 
You can contact the man of God on plus 233-577-296-916 or on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, podcast and YouTube via the handle Prophet Ohinibe Queen. You can also meet him live at the Mountain of Results Auditorium, Dansuman Market Complex, Accra, Ghana. Stay blessed.